I feel like everything I see it's and hear, it's like almost like a, I'm in a choreography of like the, the world that it's, 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 um, and then it's just like, and then I create another choreography within it. Conversations with artists about the work behind their work. My name is Ruby Josephine Smith, and I am a choreographer, contemporary dancer, blog writer, and host of this very podcast. My goal is to bring you an in depth look at the creative process from the perspective of different kinds of artists from all over the globe, learning more about what it is that drives a person to create. Hi there. I'm finally back after a little bit of a break there. I went on a bit of a hiatus during Ramadan, which just ended this past week. Um, Ramadan, it's always an interesting time here in Tangier. I mean, the entire city completely changes and shifts and everyone's schedule gets a little bit thrown off, which is why I decided to take a break from the podcast. And I actually even disconnected from Instagram and Facebook and social media in general for the last 10 days of Ramadan. And it felt so good to just be completely unplugged and actually making real connections with people face to face instead of worrying about what I'm sharing and what I'm taking photos of. And it was just nice to have that that pressure that social media puts on us lifted for a little while. So, But at the same time, it feels good to be back. And speaking of real connections with real people, I am so excited to share this next conversation that I had with a fellow contemporary dancer living in the MENA region, Middle East, North Africa region. Um, I discovered Jumana through through Instagram, I think. And I've just been such a huge fan of her work and seeing her teaching and choreography and what little snippets I can see online anyway. So thank you, Instagram, for that connection at least. And um, I'll be seeing you guys back on there. Uh, so let me introduce our guest. Jumana El-Rafai is a professionally trained dancer and choreographer in ballet and modern dance. She has over 20 years of experience and has trained, performed, and worked with internationally recognized dancers and choreographers from all over the world. She has a BFA in dance from the George Mason's University School of Dance and completed a training with the Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater School recently in New York City. Today, she teaches and choreographs students of different ages and dance experience in Kuwait, where she is originally from. Her path of deciding to become a professional dancer and pursuing it with determination and without looking back is seriously inspiring, especially coming from a country where contemporary dance isn't really a part of the surrounding culture. So in this conversation, Jumana and I talk as two dancers living and working in countries where it's not really traditional to study or be a professional in contemporary dance. Of course, she's originally from Kuwait, which completely changes her experience. And it was really inspiring for me to talk to her and hear about her, her path. So we talk a lot about how she's gotten to where she is in her professional career and what that process has looked like, where she hopes to go as a dancer working mainly in the Middle East, 
musicality and the different ways her multicultural background play a role in her work. We talk about how she is an active, amazing hijabi woman working in the arts and what that looks like for her. And dance as a way of connecting and relating to the people around you, both in your immediate community and how to connect to the wider world. Jumana has a bright, open, curious spirit about her and is so full of wisdom and advice that she has collected throughout her experiences thus far in her life. She's the kind of person I truly hope I have the honor of working with someday, and I hope, well, I'm almost sure that you will find her just as inspiring and lovely as I do. So without further ado, here is my conversation on process with Jumana Arafai. Also, just as a disclaimer, we had a little bit of some audio technical issues during this conversation, but hopefully it doesn't distract from the amazing wisdom and information that she shares. So thank you for listening. start the interviews with the same question for everyone, which is, what is your earliest memory of creating something? But with you, I wanted to be a little bit more specific and ask, what is your earliest memory of dance? Ah, my earliest memory of dance was when I did Lion King, when I was like, uh, yeah, four years old. And I used to love, I was like super hyperactive. So um, mm-hmm. when I went in class, my teacher had like the Lion King soundtrack on. It was the Stampede. And I remember running and okay. like jumping and jumping is like my thing. Like I love leaps. So it was nice. like, I remember it was like <laughs> the first time I felt like I was totally like free and uh, like to do whatever I wanted to do in the studio. You know, nobody told me like, don't do this or don't do that or stop, stay still, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. And was that in a dance class then? Yeah, it was in a. It was in my first uh, dance class that my mom signed me up in. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So, did you grow up with a lot of arts in your in your childhood and around your family? Well, my um, my mom put me in in ballet because my grandma is actually a dancer. I'm half Japanese, so my Japanese okay. grandma is a dancer, and. Um, Oh, yeah, nice. and she was telling her, like, oh, like, you should put Jumana in dance. So, uh, yeah, that's how it started. And then after that, like, my dad is very, like, uh, supportive of the arts in general. And uh, my mom was mm-hmm. always, like, into dance because her mom did it. But my grandma did, like, ballroom. Okay. She didn't do ballet, but she knew, like, the importance of, like, oh, ballet and posture and all that. Okay. Oh, yeah. that's amazing. So did you grow up in Kuwait then? Or did, were you ever in Japan? Ah, or no, no, no. I grew up my whole life in Kuwait. I would visit Japan, but I never okay. lived in Japan. Yeah. And what was what was the art scene like in Kuwait? Or what is it like now also? And has it, has it changed since you were a child? Or what has it been like in that environment? Uh, in Kuwait, when I was younger, um, the dancing was very, I would say, underground. Because it wasn't like you were allowed mm. to go dance in public. You know, it wasn't like a thing. Like right. culturally, it wasn't acceptable. And like the and the government, it like doesn't accept it, you know. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, especially if they're like girls dancing. It depends, honestly, because 
we have a lot of dances that are traditional that girls do, which isn't an issue, but they have an issue with like, like club dancing, you know, so they're worried yeah, it would course. turn into something like that. Um, obviously, they're not, mm-hmm. they weren't accustomed to ballet or like contemporary dance when I was younger. So uh, my, mm-hmm. my dance teacher was not Kuwaiti. So I think she was just worried about okay. like getting in trouble with the government. So it was always like trying to stay on the safe side, like not advertising too much. But there was a lot of ballet classes going on in like br- different British systems, like schools and stuff. So it did exist. And right. it was in newspapers. It was just a matter of like politics, like who knew who, who owned what. You know what I mean? Like the British schools were usually owned by okay. Kuwaitis. So it wasn't, uh, they never really got, like it wasn't an issue for them because, you know, <laughs> They won't get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. But uh, now the dance scene, it's definitely, uh, there's more light on it. Like, um, uh, there is more uh, understanding of ballet and what it is. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, it's still it's still very raw, I would say. Uh, they don't know, like, they right. still don't understand the difference between, like, contemporary and ballet and whatnot. They know like a lot of street style, like dancing, things you see on YouTube. A lot of them are like Mm -hmm. self-taught. They know Zumba. So anything like dance, yeah, yeah, anything that's like dance with, um, I think working out is something they would like be able to relate to. But I don't think there's still like seeing dance as a form of art, like theater, whatever. Still, it's, um, it's definitely up and coming. Because there's a lot of, there's way more stu- dance studios right now than there was back in my day, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's cool to see it growing before you and, and also to be a part of that, I think. Yeah, for sure. Because even like Kuwait right now, it's in a, it's in a, it's in this movement where there's a lot of uh, attention on like being healthy and working out and people are more active. Mm-hmm. And that was definitely not the case five years ago. So it's like people right. want to be healthy. They they want to learn. They want to try different forms of like movement, you know. So that's why mm-hmm. I think I came in. I came back to Queen like the perfect timing. Um, that's a great. Yeah, because people are now like willing yeah. to try. Like they're curious, you know. They want to see like what they can and can't do. Right. Yeah, that sounds really similar to Tangier. Actually, that's interesting. I see a lot of like parallels between. Mm-hmm how it's grown, how it's changing. I think, yeah, there's there's kind of a whole world of movement, I think. Probably, I mean, probably largely due to the internet and all of that being really Oh, for promoted. sure. Like social media? Yeah. Oh my God, for sure. There's definitely yeah. a, a big influence. You're right. So just uh, going back a little bit. So you started dancing, started doing ballet when you were younger. And then how did your how did your dance trajectory go? When did you know you wanted to pursue it more professionally? And what did that process look like for you um so the school i was in it was um run by this uh, ballet teacher who was uh, from the royal ballet she used to be the the royal ballet and uh, she came to kuwait so we did basic ballet but the rest was all improvisation okay so it was like improv for like over 10 years but it was uh oh that's amazing yeah it was i was so accustomed to improvisation um, but what happened was when I went to university, I did graphic design and uh, dance was something I just saw as like, oh, it's something I absolutely love to do. And it was like a huge part of my life, but I never saw it as like a profession, like, oh, like 
this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life as a career, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then um, I did a graphic yeah. design internship in my senior year. And I realized, mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm not going to be sitting for eight hours on a chair, staring at a screen and designing on a computer these, like, inanimate objects. And it was like, right. it was then I was like, okay, whoa, I have to change my career plan. And this is, like, literally my last year, my senior year. And uh, so I started looking online. I was like, maybe I could do a dance as a master's, um, some sort of certification. And then I was like, then I realized, no, you have to do like a bachelor's. You can't just do a master's. So I was like, okay. (laughs) And like, mind you, my dad is like on the conservative side. All right. So um, I went to him and I was like, oh, like, uh, what do you think if I like decide to do dance as like a profession? like teach it and have my own place or something. Then he was like, yeah, why not? I was like, yeah, but you know, I'm thinking about yeah. doing like a degree, taking something, a degree in America. He's like, okay. I was like, yeah, there's an audition. I don't know. What do you think? And he's like, yeah, yeah, no, why not? Just go try it out. Like, what do you have to lose? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so I auditioned for Canada, York University and uh, George Mason oh, yeah. in, uh, in Washington. And uh, I got to both. But uh, it's a it's a long story, but it was definitely such an experience because I went only knowing improv, like, and I knew basic ballet steps. I didn't know how to do petit allegro. I didn't know the difference between adagio and whatever, and I never took bar that intensely before. So it was definitely yeah. uh, an adventure. <laughs> yeah, a bit of a shock at first, probably. Yeah, yeah. So you went through school um, at, at George Mason, and then and then what what after that? What was your next step? You were you were in the states a little bit longer, I think. Yeah. So um, after I finished like three years of uh, George, like my degree BFA in dance, I did Italy, and in between I did um, summer intensives in my first one was the Hubbard Street Dance Chicago, but it was in California the choreographic um, intensive. So we did like new choreography with uh, the choreographer Penny Saunders and Pablo Piantino. And then uh, after that, we did San Francisco Dance Conservatory, which was when I was introduced to Gaga for the first time. And we worked with uh, Bobby Jean. And it was like definitely life changing because I think because of how I grew up like with the improvisation, I felt like Gaga was the best like it suited me the most and it made oh, sense yes. to me the most. <laughs> so after learning rep, it was, uh, it was, a gr- oh my God, it was such an amazing yeah. time there. Cause it was like Bobby Jean just released her documentary and we were watching it and then she was there and you're learning yeah. rep from her. It was just such a surreal yeah, experience, sense. you know? Yeah. And then, uh, alhamdulillah. And then after that I did the next summer, which is last summer I did, um, Jacob's Pillow, which uh, I did the Gaga program, and I got to meet like Ohad Naharin and the Bathsheba Dance Company. Yeah, so it was like so surreal because like, oh my God, like I did, I learned Gaga last year, now I'm meeting the guy who did Gaga, you know? Oh, amazing. Yeah, and it was like, it was such a great experience because all his methodologies, they all like I relate to and it makes so much sense to me. And learning it from him directly, it was such a great experience. And 
After that, I did Akram Khan, which has always been my one of my favorite choreographers in London. Um, uh, yeah, and I got to meet him. I learned his rep as well. It was his mm-hmm. first summer intensive that he's ever done. And uh, it was just yeah. such a great opportunity I need to meet him and to be in like Sadler Wells. It's just like uh, the experience was phenomenal. Oh, yeah. After that, I came back to Kuwait. And it's just been <laughs> a journey, you know. <laughs> Yeah. That's amazing, though. I mean, you've been all over and you've gotten all of these incredible influences yeah. from the sources themselves. I mean, you, for more than that, it's <laughs> great. It's been really good. I'm like very thankful for like the opportunities I got so far. That's you know? great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, Which, yeah. What I find really interesting is, you know, I, I am also, I identify as a choreographer and I've always been interested in choreography from the beginning. You know, it's what I always... Yes said I wanted to be. It wasn't like, oh, I want to be a ballerina or I want to be a performer. No, I really, I love performing, but I also love using yeah. bodies as my creative medium. And I actually, I saw an interview mm. with you where you were saying a similar thing that, mm. you know, yes. yeah, yes. That, uh, the TV interview that I, that you did, I was, I was watching that. And I saw you saying yes. that, you know, you like using bodies to create shapes and create forms similar to what you would do in graphic design. Um, except it's the human yeah. body, and so I. Yeah, and so yeah. was choreography really your your focus from the beginning as well? Um, actually, surprisingly, no. It was definitely a route that I kind of surprised myself with because um, uh, I uh, I never knew that a choreographer was a profession on its own. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like. Uh, I like yeah you see dancers dancing on stage and whatever I think because we don't have that scene in Kuwait like we don't have a theater we don't have ballets we don't have so I I never think who created it you know because the stuff I was used to is like stuff I see on YouTube and I see the dancers do it so I'm like I just assume that they made it made it up themselves it's not like somebody said it on them right if that makes because my time the only thing I had was so you think you can dance (laughs) so that was like my reference point for everything Honestly, you know, yeah, absolutely. So definitely no, but I realized that when I was in uh, university, like my, I want to say my second year, I did my first uh, piece, and uh, uh, like the reactions I got from the people were like, "Oh my god!" Like, are you gonna choreograph again? Like, I want to be in your piece, and I was just like, "Oh my god, this is so weird!" Like, people want to dance, like for me, amazing. <laughs> and I think that's when I realized, like, okay, this is fun you know like I want to keep try like keep doing more and see like where it goes yeah so so when you're making a piece maybe even we can go back to like the first piece you choreographed what is what does your process look like do you start more with a theme that you want to create a piece about or do you start more with the physicality of the movement uh what is that what is that first step you take hmm I think the first thing I do is figure out which instrument I want to use, like in general, mm-hmm. like if it's string. I don't know why, because I, I, my choreography is mostly very influenced with the music. Oh, cool. Um, uh, so I figure out what, what instrument I want to use, if it's like percussion, strings, if I want to use something more electronic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, I decide, because I, I always have different concepts that I, I want to work with. Like I, I jot them down. But usually I start off with like a very strong concept that I want to work with and then try to find music that would support it. Okay. And then when I'm done, I do like music mapping. So like I'll sketch out like what what the music sounds like. 
Mm-hmm. And then from there, I start figuring out, like I just do choreography and try to set it on the music. Mm. And then I play with human bodies. Cool. <laughs> That's always the fun yeah. part, isn't it? Getting to play yeah. with <laughs> Yes. Very cool. So I, I heard that you use a lot of Arabic-influenced music in your pieces. Yes. And so I'm yes. curious, in general, um, how do your your cultural roots and maybe even even your roots in, in faith influence your, your work? Um... Uh, I think, uh, first of all, like, um, the thing that strikes me, the, the, like, the biggest difference for me is when I went to America, Mm -hmm. I noticed that the people there, they care so much about counts, Mm -hmm. you know, like, oh, one, three, four, one, two, three, one, and one, and it's like, so like everything was count based. And I was like, it's never something I thought about because in Kuwait, we're actually very influenced with music, like. Our mm-hmm. culture, like compared to the rest of the Gulf, we're heavy on music, even from like before. And um, uh, we have like a iqa', which is like the te- the meter, but it's it's so different than the Western approach, you know. Right. And it's a lot. It's a lot of it. There is a lot of improvisation, and um, it was never like a set. It wasn't so structured. So mm-hmm. I think when uh, when I when I explore Middle Eastern music, I feel like for me the spontaneity of it it's it's what excites me, you know. Mm-hmm. I, um, I feel like with the Western music, I I love Western music. Don't get me wrong, but sure. sometimes it's too predictable. Yeah, oh, I can yeah. 100% agree with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, but not all of them. There's a lot of experimental composers and uh, composers that I love, like minimalists. You know, that uh, right. with repetition, I still love what they do. But um, I don't know. Yeah. I think that's why okay. I like the spontaneity of like the middle, uh, the more Middle Eastern Oriental music, I think. Mm, yeah. Because yeah. even in Japanese, I use a lot of like Japanese percussion and like taiko. Oh. And mm. even with that, it's like not countable. Oh, that's really cool. So <laughs> thank you. <laughs> No, I I just, it's interesting because I also, you know, I hear a lot of Arabic music being in Morocco. Mm-hmm. And it's, mm-hmm. as a Westerner, it, it does sound so different. And I, I'm used to it now, finally, after six years. Yeah. But in the beginning, it was like, I can't follow this. You know, what is this? Uh, yes. Where's the beat? Yes. But, but now I love it. And I love how yeah, you use that. Yeah, I Thank you. Cool. So do... You said you do often work with concepts in your work. Um, is there yes. a general theme that you you like to talk about in your work, or do you have any themes that repeatedly come up for you? Um, uh, not in general theme, but I always like to pick some sort of uh, something I can talk about, like with like the region. I think the Middle Eastern region. So, like, mm-hmm. I think that's a pattern I notice with most of my work is that I try to create something that the people in the Middle East would be able to relate to, you know, if they mm. saw it. Yeah. Because like I said, dance is like this kind of dance. It still doesn't really exist in the Middle mm-hmm. East um, or it doesn't have like strong, like what's it called? Like a base. It's like, how can I be able to reach an audience uh, through something they're not, they don't recognize, but maybe the theme or the concept is something they can relate to. You know, yeah. So that's yeah. I think that, something I've been exploring. 
would that often be more social themes or cultural um, themes? Or... Not speci- I, I think not specific. Anything. Mm-hmm. Anything. Yeah, not very specific. Yeah. And so when you were creating work in the States, was that also kind of to show Westerners a little bit about your, your culture? Was that ever a part of it for you? Yeah, I think for sure. For sure. Um, so I wanted to ask you a little bit about um, your faith and how perhaps Islam relates to being a dancer. And actually, if, if it does at all to you, do you like are your faith and your work intertwined for you? Or are they two separate parts of your life? Um, I don't think they're two separate parts for me. Um, like for me, like I believe in my religion and I still practice everything I I believe in. But at the same time, it's like I try to find a way for me to do what I love to do without having to compromise like my faith, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, because like obviously I wear the hijab and when I went to when before I went to America, a lot of people were like, oh, like, are you going to take your hijab off? And I was like, mm-hmm. why? Like, why is that? Like, why do I have to take my hijab off to to go learn to do what I want to do? Like, I don't understand. Because I've always been like so active, and I always I do wakeboarding. I'm a hockey skater. I do I do like so much yeah. sports, and I was in like soccer captain, and I never had to, it wasn't it was never a thing where it's like, oh, if you want to play soccer, you have to take your hijab off, or if you want to wakeboard or swim in the ocean, you have to take your hijab. Like, why? Yeah, so, like, why would I have to take it off to do something that's, like, dance is still a sport to me, like any other sport, because it's so demanding. Exactly. And, uh, like, ballet and modern dance, it's still, like, it's a form of, it's a form of technique. It's not, like, uh, you know, you know what I mean? There's, like, different, like, dance is, there is the the dance as an art form, and then there's other types of dances. Right. And then the problem is because of the lack of knowledge here, I think, in the region, Mm -hmm. it's, like, oh, they... Uh, they automatically assume I'm talking about the other version of dance. Mm, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, of, of course. <laughs> so I think in that sense, it was like, it was, in that sense, it was like a lot of people like ask me questions. Mm. Um, but uh, no, I never saw them as two separate things. Yeah. Um, not, but in, when I choreograph, it's not like, oh, I want to do something related to my religion. No, it's not like that. Right, of course. Um, I think for me, my religion is more of a personal thing. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, when I was in America or like abroad, everybody would ask me like, "Oh, like why do you wear it?" Mm-hmm. And they asked me like questions about it, and uh, which is fine because it's like obviously they're curious. It's so different, right. but yeah, um, especially in the dance world, yeah. Of course, um, and um, uh, yeah, I don't think it ever hindered me. If that's the, if that's how if that yeah. if that's a thing, yeah. it never hindered me that's with it, anything it, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, never. No, I'm also, like I said, I'm very active and it wasn't, it was never like, oh, like, I can't do this because I'm wearing the hijab. No, you know, because mm-hmm. I still, yeah, I did performances in Kuwait with my hijab on, like, and I performed mm-hmm. abroad, so it was fine. Yeah, yeah, amazing. I would, I mean, I would actually almost assume the opposite, that it, it almost grounds you more and it's, it's kind of a, it reminds you who you are and where you come from to a certain extent. So you don't oh, like. Oh, no, yeah, for sure. For that's, sure. For sure. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, have you, have you faced much adversity wearing the hijab in the dance world or has it mostly been curious questions, as you said? Um, you mean adversity like in the, like negative? Yeah. Yeah. You know, just kind of um, people having a lot of misconceptions. Uh, no, actually. 
not at all. Um, the only thing I think, like, for example, like, I don't do partnering because I can't dance with men. So I whenever know. we had, like, uh, auditions, it was, like, something I had to remind the choreographer, like, by the way, if you're going to choose me, like, just know that I can't yeah. do male partnering, you know? Um, yeah. And some choreographers didn't have an issue with it. They just don't put me in parts where I, I partner. Um, mm-hmm. But in general, no, not at all. At all, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I'm happy to hear that. You hear, you hear so much of the negative going on in the states, especially today. So it's really makes me hopeful to hear that. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> and my, my the faculty and the the people I were with, I was with in like university and in school, like in George Mason. Like the people there, they were like from Virginia. So mm-hmm. I would say they were less. Yeah they were less uh, aware of the world, like the international world. Cause a lot of the students right. I would, they, they, they never traveled, you know, they're very like, they never left America. So yeah. I think, and with the things they hear on the news, I felt like they were more afraid to ask me questions cause they didn't want to overstep. Oh but, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, Oh, like I'd yeah. rather like, they want to be on the safe side, but they were, they're trying to be nice, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I was every time I always tell them, no, I like, ask, ask, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I mean, that's how that's how you learn. <laughs> yeah, and then but when I went to New York, it was very different. Like all the students were like international. They like already like understood. They asked Adi, like mm. you know, they were like Europeans, Africans, and uh, Asians, and they already like they were so aware of what this is. But I wasn't. Uh, I didn't feel like they were treading. <laughs> Or like, yeah. ask, you know? So kind of coming back to your um, your work and your creative process in general, yeah. I wanted to dig a little bit more into your choreography process. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm curious, when you're, when you're working on a piece, what is, do you have any doubts that come up during the process is there is there a fear that you find often blocks you and how do you how do you overcome that um uh hmm. I think I think so far uh when I choreograph my experience has been like um the rehearsal, okay, this is going to sound so weird, but like I'm set to rehearsal time and in a rehearsal space and I'm restricted to that time and that rehearsal. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, and then there's all these people coming in to rehearse for me. So it's like, I want to make sure that the time they come in, it's like time well spent and it's like we actually get stuff done. So I feel like that's the thing that scares me. It's like I never had like my own place studio where mm-hmm. there's no restriction about rehearsal time and I can experiment as much as I want um but I think it's that it's I I, I still didn't get a chance where I had like my own space with no restriction mm-hmm. in time or whatever you know right yeah yeah for me that yeah I can imagine. yeah it's like I have because like for example with the with the school stuff I, my pieces, I had restricted amount of times that I could use like rehearsals during the week because the dancers were in other pieces as well. And then at Ailey, I had 24 hours to finish the piece in six months. So I had to make sure like the 24 hours were spread out correctly and evenly. 
you know mm-hmm. so that's that's I think yeah. that's what scares me the most about like choreography it's like not being restricted with time I think interesting yeah, yeah. are you worried you won't yeah oh I totally understand you I mean you never I don't know about you but I always feel like a piece is just never finished there's no, never no, there's for never sure. Oh, for, sure. for sure I feel like there's yeah. always so like so much like there's so many opportunities it's just uh it's a matter of just like deciding when to like stop exploring <laughs> yeah because nothing's yeah. ever perfect that's for sure that's true no that's that's a good thing to keep in mind always it's always whatever you show it's always going to be to a certain extent a work in progress I think yes yes 100% I agree yeah yeah and how I mean how do you how do you feel when you put on a performance are you usually quite content with your work or are you are you critical of yourself um no I'm usually very content I uh, That's- yeah no I love every like every time I see my piece go up it's like I I like love it you know it's uh, I'm so happy with the work I did and I always think like, oh um you know, I, I think if I did, if I if I add another section here, it's gonna make this section look really good. It's like <laughs> part two, <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 Oh, that's great. <laughs> so, I wanted to ask you kind of a a big question, I guess. Okay. Um, I'm just curious, <laughs> so you can take your time thinking about it. Okay. But I I wanted to know what is dance to you? What is the kind of the definition? Okay. Okay, so I think for me, dance is like, it's just a way of life. It's a matter of, um, it's not something that's on its own. I think for me, it's like, how I breathe is influenced by how I dance, my movements, um, the way I carry myself every day. I feel like the way I interact with people is almost like duets. You know, mm-hmm. how, how I walk through people I don't know in a crowd or how when I'm standing alone, how I interact with like the environment I'm in or like emotionally and mentally, mm-hmm. not just physically, but I feel like everything I see it's and hear, it's like almost like a, I'm in a choreography of like the, the world. That mm. it's, 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 um, and then it's just like, and then I create another choreography within it. Or like when we dance, it's just us like being a part of this, choreography is you know I don't know like I think that's how I just see it as it's a it's a part of my my life coming in and out uh, mm-hmm. yeah that's I think that's what dances to me that's really beautiful it sounds like you have the the natural eye of a choreographer and of an artist <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's true it's true I mean when you're able to see the world in that very specific way um, that's a that's a beautiful thing. You know, I always I hear about it's it's similar to I hear about poets being able to see you know poems and everything around them, and I I just love that you see dance and everything around you. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's funny. It's madri. It's it feels yeah. good. <laughs> have you have you always had that, or has that been something that's been cultivated throughout your career? Um. I think it's something that's definitely cultivated like throughout the years. It's just uh, mm-hmm. every time I learn something new, it's uh, it's like influences how I approach things or like when I see something, 
even if it's like an inanimate object like I come across like I think about like the connection or you know how I like it's weird it's like even when I open like a door it's like how do I pull my hand on the door this is a person <laughs> you yeah. know it's like the amount of pressure you put or like what does it mean if you put put too much pressure um mm-hmm. yeah because I think I think uh, in dance we we illustrate or we narrate a story that's already being that's already been told and uh, when you when you when you go through different experiences in your life and then when you choreograph you're just saying you're just choreographing a piece of something you already experienced through your like maybe a movement or something you did in your life mm-hmm. but it's just personified I love yeah. that. Yeah. It's the way you you present yourself to the world. It's the way you tell your story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when people come in a the theater and they watch, they just watch a story they can all relate to, but it's more exaggerated. Mm-hmm. You know, it's displayed. It's on a stage. Or... Yeah. So for you, is that relatability uh, a very important aspect of of dance for you? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I think if the if whatever you create or whatever you do or whatever you teach, it, you can connect to other people. I think that's so important. Mm-hmm. I think it's really bad when like choreographers or dancers do something and they're totally disconnected from the world or they create something that's totally doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's almost frustrating. It's like, why are you going against against the current? <laughs> Don't, <Yeah. laughs> you know? Like, yeah. uh, and then, like, obviously, you'll have the other people that that uh, go like, oh, but it's like, you know, they say their opinion. But, yeah, uh, you know what I mean. Like, sometimes you yeah. find these experimental choreographers just like, like, why? Like, why are you doing this? Yeah, I understand. Yeah. I think there's, I think there's room for everything. You know, I do think that yes. I'm, I'm, I'll admit I'm also not a fan of conceptual work that doesn't really have that connection. But, you know, I guess there is yes. something to be said for trying to go against the grain and you trying to have both. you need to have both existing so yeah. for this for this world to work yeah exactly <laughs> exactly no but we're on the same page i also i definitely like work that i can connect with and i try i try to make work that i can I can connect with the audience as well so i appreciate yeah. that yeah 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 so would you say that then connection is one of the main purposes of dance for you yeah, huge. I think mm-hmm. uh, because, like I said, like in the region I I grew up with, it's a uh, dance is still something uh, people don't understand or recognize, or the way they see it is a uh, is uh, is very different than what mm-hmm. it actually is. So I feel like when I can when can I, when I can help them connect to it, uh, they like finally understand like the importance of it. So that's mm-hmm. why I feel like connection is very important. Yeah. What is your what is your hope for your future work? Um, I definitely want to have uh, I want to have my own performing company, mm-hmm. um, and um, I definitely want to continue spreading dance um, in any way possible, whether it's like through education or c- c- continuing to give classes or whatever. But I still nothing is still nothing is set still, you of know. Course. Yeah. yeah, but I, I, I know that I want to spread, like, the understanding and the knowledge of dance, like, and the awareness of what it is, like, throughout, like, the Middle Eastern region. Mm. Nice. 
Do you do you see yourself staying in Kuwait to to do this? Um, I think Kuwait will always be my base because it's my home. But um, I I don't think I I I think I would I would still travel to different places. Like uh, I won't like restrict myself to only staying in Kuwait. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That's that's exciting. I think I think you have so much ahead of you. I mean, we're all just you know <laughs> the baby steps of this process. And yeah, it'll be like, like, oh, we remember that one time we did the podcast. Exactly. Like, I know like when we're famous in the Middle East. No. <laughs> inshallah. 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 <laughs> exactly. Um, just a couple little questions that I, yeah. I tend to ask everyone. Um, so do you have any daily routines that help support your, your artistic work? Nothing specific, to be honest. I think uh, mm-hmm. what I do a lot is I, I constantly do music research. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. And I do it a lot in my car because I have like the full surround system. So I think for me, it's like I have so many playlists. And they're yeah. so specific. <laughs> so I think for me, it's like I always continue to like do music research. And um, uh, yes, I do have another ritual that I do. I just remembered. I I, I, I go into this elevator to work. And I always make sure I, I always make sure <laughs> I do like a little improv before I leave the elevator. <laughs> That's amazing. That's a first. <laughs> It's like when I go to work and I come back from work, it's like a little thing I do. It's just like I remind myself like, okay, you're going to work, but, you know, integrate. I love that. (laughs) Is it a big elevator? I'm trying to picture this. Uh, Well, it has enough room. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Improvising in a box. Yeah. (laughs) That's probably my favorite ritual I've heard so far. (laughs) amazing um and then I also my other question that I always ask is do you have any interests that are completely unrelated to dance that might surprise people to know about you um yeah or I should uh, say sorry I should say from here unrelated to dance because often there's there's connections everywhere but yeah I was just, just gonna say yeah um, I'm an adrenaline junkie like I love extreme sports like I, mm-hmm. I'm a skater, <laughs> skater girl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do a lot of like aggressive skating and ice skating and like freestyling mm-hmm. stuff like that. <laughs> I'm very rebellious. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's surprising. What else? Do I I don't know. I feel like it's physical. So dance is physical, but something right. different. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> That's okay. I mean, yeah, it can still be something physical. I don't know. I feel like because I'm an open book, you know, I'm very like, I'm very like out there. Like people know what I like, what I don't. So I don't know if anything yeah. would be surprising. Right. Yeah, that's great. That's a great way to be. Wow, I don't know. I have to think about that. Maybe I'll get, I'll get back to you. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. No, I, I like the extreme sports thing. That's great. <laughs> you you still do a lot of that? Uh, no. So every now and then I'll go to the ice rink and like uh, freestyle mm-hmm. a bit with my hockey skates. Nice. 
but uh, skating, like skating, but yeah, I, I do every now and then, but not as regularly as I used, as I used to before when I was like like younger. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, makes sense. So, what are you what are you working on now? Do you have any projects in the works, or is it mostly teaching at the moment? What is your what does your current artistic life look like? Um, so right now, um, I'm teaching a lot. I stopped for Ramadan, but I'm doing my, I'm starting my summer dance intensive in Kuwait, the first one ever. So I'm so excited. Um, and, um, there, there is a piece of work, uh, that I'm going to start working on. It's just a matter of how I can divide my time because of the summer intensive. Mm -hmm. But yes, there is a work I'm working on right now. Exciting. It's in the it's, yeah my I'm developing the concept and the music for it, uh, inshallah yeah if not this fall maybe in spring, it'll be presented yeah okay, oh, good to give yourself that time yes <laughs> um, how, I'm curious how do you find dancers in Kuwait are there quite a lot of people to work uh, with there's not a lot of uh, professional actually i want to say there's almost no professional dancers um they're mostly like they they did like uh, they're mostly like uh dancers but they're not professionally trained or they're like instructors that are that are not kuwaiti or the kuwaitis are like um self-taught so there's a it's a big mix it's a it's a it's a mix a very different like uh than the ones I, I I choreographed on abroad, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just like I, I for me, it's like as long as the person is like wanting to dance and they want to learn and they want to try, I'd rather work with a person like that than a person who is like a professional and they're like lazy, you know. So Absolutely. it's like whatever, whatever I get, whatever I have, I'm not gonna complain. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I'll make it work. <laughs> I can completely relate to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's, I mean, it's its exciting too because you're bringing something new to your community and it's going to be really cool to see what, what you plant there, I think. Yeah, yeah. It will, inshallah, yes, I totally agree. Inshallah. Yeah. Because we yeah, have, uh, Kuwait built a Kuwait Opera House recently in the, in the last three years. And it's like oh, stunning. So like the like now the different directors are producing like um, local productions, like theater productions, um, and they're actually absolutely amazing. So that's oh, what I'm saying. Like the people are starting to get it. Like what theater is, yeah. and what's being placed on stage. You know what is movement direction, and you know right. Yeah. Yeah. Have you had a chance to perform there yet? Not yet. <laughs> No, let's hope. <laughs> Hopefully, one day. Hopefully, someday. Yeah. Oh, how exciting. Um, so I think that's that's everything I, I had for you there. <laughs> Did you have anything else you wanted to talk about just to kind of wrap it up? Um, um I think it's uh, in general like uh, like for whoever it is like who's a dancer or choreographer or an, a, a person who's inspiring to be a dancer professionally. It's like the, to always be curious, you know, to always want to continue to research and ask questions all the time and never be satisfied with the answer. I think that's important. Oh, I love that. 
Yeah, that's what it's all about, isn't it? The big questions. Yeah. And always just finding new questions. Yeah, and finding what works for you. And if it doesn't work, you know, it's like you just don't give up. Because mm-hmm. I think if you're so, if you're, if there is like a goal you have and uh, and you want to achieve it, it, even though like you fail like a hundred times or it's just like so difficult, it's always, you have to remember like why you started in the beginning you know, like why you decided to be a dancer, why you decided to be a choreographer, why you decided to even want to start a path in dance. Um, yeah. Always remember, like, at the end of the day, it's like because you have such a passion for it or, you know, what it is for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can be so easy to get lost among yes. all, everyone else's reasons, everyone else's, you know, com- comparing yourself to other dancers and everything. But if you have that why, you're you're so right, that's... That's what it's about. Yeah. yeah. Because because dance, you know, like being a dancer or like, like I guess like how me and you are, mm-hmm. it's it's hard. It's oh, yeah. not an easy path. You know, it, there's so many challenges and uh, it's just so important to remember why you started, exactly. you know? Yeah, well. And for people who aren't dancers and who just love to dance and they should never be afraid to approach it. Yeah. You know, dance is it's so simple. It's just, it's it comes naturally to any human being. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just um, getting connected to your body and, you know, feeling the groove. <laughs> feeling the groove, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just think you are an amazing example of all of that, of just being determined, not giving up, and continuing to follow your, your curiosity. It's really, it's so inspiring to see. Thank you, Ruby. <laughs> You're welcome. It's true. Well, I really, I just hope we get the chance to dance together someday. Yeah, why not? Yeah, somewhere in the world. And I'll, I'll whenever I'm in Morocco, I'll hit you up. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Please do. Thank you for well, having me and like interviewing me. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for agreeing. This has been an amazing conversation. Thank you so much for for sharing. Yeah, so fun. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jumana. I hope we'll, we'll talk again soon. about Jumana's work through her website, jumanaalrefai.com. That's J-U-M-A-N-A-A-L-R-E-F-A-I.com. And same through her Instagram, which is also her name and her Facebook page. If you are enjoying listening to this podcast, you can subscribe on iTunes and go ahead and leave us a review. You can also follow me on Instagram, Ruby Josephine Smith, or you can follow the podcast at Process Peace. As always, thank you so much to Cooper Lee Smith for composing the amazing music for this podcast. Thank you for listening and hope you all have an amazing day.